Hello everyone, I'm Marty Pospisil and this is another Fireside Chat. Today we have a great special guest, Carolyn McGuire with McGuire and Company, notary public, very, very <laughs> experienced, if I can, if I can just say. Or old, you know, oh, well, just say it, Experienced is it. It's a good spin <laughs> on the many, many years we've both been in, yeah, in the business. Yeah, 35 years, right? 35 years. Whoa. We might have to cut that out. But <laughs> let, let's continue. Today's topic, very timely, mortgage fraud mm. and how best to prevent it. Now, mortgage fraud, title fraud, there's a few different types of fraud that we're talking about here. Um, and, and it's really interesting, we're seeing this in the news. I remember reading in, in the Canadian press in January, there were 32 reported cases of property fraud. Uh, and that title fraud now is becoming more common than ever before. Mm -hmm. and, and that's really interesting where criminals are posing as property owners to sell them to receive the ill-gotten Ill gains. Yeah. Uh, scary stuff. Somebody's selling my property. How can that happen? Um, and then mortgage fraud is, is a different area, and that's been around for a long time, um, it seems, from, from, from my research on it. Um, certainly something that all of us as consumers would like to avoid in either case and and thank you for coming in today and and shedding a little bit more light on this scary topic of of property fraud um, so how common is title and and mortgage fraud from your experience carolyn well as you've said it it certainly may seem that you know we're seeing more of it mm -hmm. but it's still exceedingly rare mm -hmm. when you consider the volume of transactions uh, that we deal with but as rare as it is it's still scary you know just like anything that it could happen to me kind of thing but I think you'll find that there um, I'd say it's even more rare in BC than Ontario we have a different land title system it's a robust near Torrens system mm -hmm. that even has built in um, what's called an assurance fund it's kind of a mechanism for compensation of victims of title fraud so we have a different system than Ontario, so they mm -hmm. shouldn't be compared apples to apples. Um, but the other aspect of what um, kind of makes it rare also, depending on, on the individual who's, who's viewing this, mm -hmm. is that not all properties um, are equal in the eyes of a fraudster. Right, so, right. You know, some are a better target, shall we say, yes. than others. So I'd say, you know, as, as an extreme example, if you're an absentee owner of bare land with no neighbors and no financial encumbrances on your title, there's, there's much less oversight on that title than, shall we say, you know, a couple living in their condominium downtown and, you know, lots of neighbors and, and a mortgage on the title and all right. kinds of things like that. So you can sort of see how a fraudster would choose the line of least resistance. Of course, yeah. of course. So if, yeah. you, if you looked at it by categories, you'd see that some are, you know, obviously far more rare than others. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Um, so that's all I can say, really. I mean, it's yeah. really just about relative to what is it considered rare. And it's interesting you, you, you touch on, on that as well, because um, the cases that were in the media were absentee 
um, owners, um, which is really interesting. And, and the criminals were posing in one case as tenants in the property mm. and actually went through a real estate company to gain access to the property as the tenant and were entertaining um, showings, etc. It was uh, amazing that somebody has the ability to do that. And these aren't just off the street criminals. They're fairly organized. These are sophisticated groups that seem yeah. to be involved in this. Um, and it takes a lot of hoops to jump through to actually get to, to that point. Um, but before we sort of get into more detail, um, there's two types of, of fraud that we're talking about. There's title fraud and then there's mortgage fraud. Why don't we chat a little bit about each of those mm -hmm. um, separately? It's much like it sounds. Mm -hmm. it, it just depends what the real um, target of the fraud is. Mm -hmm. In other words, where are those ill-gotten gains coming from? So title fraud would have to do with you know, um, forging you know, ownership papers, mm -hmm. whereas um, a mortgage fraud um, though it can sometimes relate to uh, forged ownership papers, mm -hmm. um, means that the, the lender isn't perhaps dealing with the correct person as the borrower. So right. somebody's forging something that results in a mortgage being advanced, and then those funds have disappeared. Right, yeah. right, with the wrong individual. Exactly. Yes. So right. whether it's sale proceeds or mortgage proceeds. Right, yeah. right. So. That, oh, and as an aside, I also remember reading, and I think it was a little bit older data, maybe, maybe 2018, 2019, the breakdown, as you mentioned, between the provinces, fraud is, property fraud is more prevalent in Ontario compared to BC. And actually the percentage I saw was like 67% in Ontario and 12% in BC. Okay, well, you've got so, stats to back that up. I'm, I'm impressed. We're a little safer yeah, here, yeah, I, yeah, a I, little bit. I, I know in concept that that's true, but thank you for having the numbers on it, that. It's kind of interesting to see that breakdown. And, and like you say, we have a more robust system here in BC because we're better. Sorry, Ontarians. Um, <laughs> but uh, uh, that, that is kind of a, um, an aside. And, and as you talked about, there's different scenarios. There's absentee landlords where the neighbors may not have ever met the owners and don't know if they have tenants. And they're maybe more of a target in this than somebody who's living in the home, they're occupying, people um, are around, they're involved with their neighbors, all of that can help tremendously. And I think that's how one of the parties got caught. Uh, here's a good question that I have always been wondering. When this happens, as rare as it is, um, let's talk a little bit with, with our, our limited exposure to this as well. Who bears the cost? <laughs> right? Big what? question, great question, <clears throat> and one of those questions that can only be answered, it depends. So right. Obviously the fact pattern, you know, will be the one that decides, but mm -hmm. even with similar fact patterns, um, appeal courts have had to deal with this, so even judges can't agree. Right. So it depends on the situation. Um, we could maybe discuss a few examples um, mm -hmm. that might give people sort of reason to ponder these right. kinds of things. Right. So let's start with uh, a situation where the fraudster uh, has forged the um, transfer document and um, an innocent third party is the buyer. Right. So they've poured their hopes and dreams into this property. They're excited about it. It happens to be bare land, but that's okay because they have plans to develop it. Now mm -hmm. we're going to develop it. We put a mortgage on it. We're living happily ever after. 
everything's great. And everything's great. <laughs> and then <laughs> the owner the, shows up. The actual real owner shows up and says, "What the heck? What are you doing what, in my house? Well, what are you? Why did you build a house on my land? Oh, like, right, well, <laughs> exactly. Anyway, um, yeah. So, and of course, these are all expecting the fraudster now is in the wind. You, they're, know, gone. they're gone. They're gone. They're, yes. they're not a recourse there. But yeah. And anyway, so now who who gets what? Okay. Well, mm -hmm. because the buyer was an innocent, that's the key, um, then they relied on our system. And as such, they should be protected under it and can continue to be the owner of that property. Interesting. And because wow. they were the correct owner of the property, the mortgage people are safe because they lent it to the right person. But the Poor seller. Poor, well, not seller, but you know, defrauded <laughs> the owner. Owner, yes. Um, the, the, yes. He, he, she, person would have to uh, make a claim against the assurance fund. Okay, and that's what we have in BC. And that's what we have in BC. Correct. So I'm not saying it's an easy process, but mm -hmm. that would be you know the concept. Right. Okay. Right. So now let's um, compare that with a situation similar, mm -hmm. but now. What's happened is, is that the fraudster has an accomplice and the accomplice is the one who was the buyer. So we've forged the transfer papers to our friend and our friend then puts a mortgage on the property. Okay. Right. And we all make, the, the two of us, we make off with the mortgage proceeds. Okay, so we're in the wind. We don't care about the property. Right. We just wanted the mortgage money. Right, of course. Okay, so off we yeah. go. All right, so who's left holding that bag? Okay, so we've got a situation where um, the original owner, who comes back and discovers this mess, um, because the person who bought it wasn't innocent, they were an accomplice, mm -hmm. it would likely be that the owner's ownership would be restored. Mm-hmm with no mortgage on it. In other words, put it back the way it was before the fraudsters came along. The bank. But the bank. Oh, the poor bank. The poor bank. Yeah. Not too many people use poor bank. No, it doesn't really go together. I, oxymoron, I'm stumbling but. on that phrase, <laughs> yeah. but the bank is yes. caught holding the bank. That's yeah. right. Yeah. So, so they are the ones out of luck. Right. But if it were, for example, um, another situation where the title is perfectly fine, nobody's changing the ownership at all, mm -hmm. okay? The owner still owns the property. Mm -hmm. But a fraudster comes along and just goes to the bank and pretends to be the owner. Right. And borrows some money. Okay. And takes it and leaves. Mm -hmm. And the correct owner of the property starts getting hate mail from the bank about why their payments aren't being made. That's when this, this is discovered. Right. Okay. So there's been no loss of ownership of the property, mm -hmm. but now the owner has a mortgage on the title, on their title, that they didn't have before, and they've got an angry bank. Well, it would likely be that the bank is out of those proceeds because they dealt with a fraudster. Right. But the owner doesn't get off scot-free because now they have to bear the cost of the, you know, they have now the responsibility of clearing that title off. In other words, it's, even though it was not their fault, they still have a job to do to clean up their title. Makes sense. And this is out of the scope of the Title Assurance Fund because no title change has taken place, correct? Yeah, the Assurance Fund doesn't um, pertain <coughs> to charges on the title. Fair enough. Yeah. 
On the assurance fund, a question came popped into my head. Is there is there a limit to the assurance fund? Yeah, Do you know? That's a great question. I, I must admit, I, I don't know. Checked on that. Okay. I, I don't know how deep their pockets are. Okay. <laughs> we'll we'll <laughs> try and get a link on the on the bottom yeah, with respect it, it, to the that. The LTSA Land Title Survey Authority might, Got it. might be a good resource for that. Excellent, excellent. All these things start popping yeah, into my head. So, I'm getting a little nervous. So I should see, run home right now and just make sure everything's I'm okay. I'm sure there's enough oversight on your. My own. wife is there. There you go. <laughs> She has oversight over everything, okay. right? <laughs> okay, now here's the important question that I'm sure a lot of you are wondering. What can I do as a homeowner, whether I'm an owner-occupier or an investor, whether I live here or I'm absentee, what can we do to protect our title, our property for mortgage fraud or title fraud? Yeah. There's only one way I know where you could effectively prevent it. Okay. That's not available to everyone. Okay. If you have a clear title, you can request that the land title office issue a duplicate indefeasible title mm -hmm. to you. Mm -hmm. it's, it's a piece of paper mm -hmm. that you must never lose. Ever, ever, ever. It's like ever. the deed in the U.S. Kind of. Yeah. yeah. So this would go right into the safety deposit box or somewhere that you absolutely will protect it and know where it is when you need it. <clears throat> because by holding this, you have effectively frozen your title. Mm -hmm. it, there cannot be transactions, either you know changes of ownership or charges placed on that title right. while, while you hold it. So if you want to transact on it, you have to be able to return it to the land title office. For any changes to be yeah, made. Yeah, so, so you want to list and yeah. sell your property, you better be able to hand that document into your conveyancing professional. Right, and that's that little line in your title, duplicate <laughs> indefeasible title. Issued yes, to no. and yes, on the date, right. that's right. Interesting, now I remember 30 plus years ago when I entered the industry, the um, advice was to never, ever, ever get out a duplicate indefeasible title. That's because you, it, if you it, lose it, you're yeah, hooped. Exactly. It's, you're it's, hooped. There's a risk associated with that. Right. So, you know, it's not a decision that everyone would make because it's a responsibility. It, it, right. It's not that it can't be replaced, mm -hmm. but the process is onerous and costly. So, of course. You know, and not, not quick. Not quick. So that's the sort of thing where you make a choice. You know, mm -hmm. do I trust myself to mm -hmm. know where to find this? It's, it's kind of, you know, are you someone who feels comfortable having, you know, the keys to your cryptocurrency. Right. Yeah. Oh, so. that's another fireside chat. <laughs> cryptocurrency. In other words, do you trust yourself? <laughs> can you be responsible for right. this? Right. Yes. But that is the way that you can prevent activity on your title. Right. Anything else is about, you know, sort of management or mitigation. Sure. Okay. And, and that brings up the question, um, title insurance, does yeah. that play a role here? What, what, what does that look like? It can, absolutely. Okay. And, and lenders love it because as you heard from our examples, lenders are often <laughs> the ones out of the money yes. and title insurance will reimburse them. Okay. So that's great. Okay. What's important to know is that a lender policy is not the same as an owner policy. Fair, makes sense. Yeah, so sometimes people have paid at the time of their conveyance or title insurance because their lender required it and they may have been given the option for owner coverage and at that point if they decline it that means that anything that happens uh, is not covered for the owner only for the lender 
Makes sense. Okay. So if, if you want coverage <coughs> uh, against fraud, whether be it title or mortgage fraud, mm -hmm. from a title insurance company, mm -hmm. it's a one-time premium for as long as you own the property. Mm -hmm. <coughs> and it's based on the value of your property. Okay. So it's Certain a percentage of the yep, value. It's a okay. risk tolerance decision. You right. know, people have to decide, well, how, how much do I know about this property? How, how vulnerable do I feel? Uh, what is my risk tolerance? How long am I going to own this property? What is the premium? You know, all of those are factors in that decision, but the key is to make sure you understand that it's it's not one policy mm -hmm. for both. Mm -hmm. Ownership and ledger coverage are separate. Separate. Yep. They separate them out in the title right. insurance. Certainly something worth looking into yeah. if this is a concern of yours um, in a property that you own, whether you're in it or not, whether to purchase title insurance. Yeah. And typically that yeah. comes up at the conveyance. Right. Certainly would in our office. Um, but whether or not, you know, what your sort of ability to buy title insurance, what its costs are and, and what have you and the different providers, once you are a longtime owner of the property, you know, then it's a, it's a different Fair enough. question. And Did I can you do know that. more about it. And I can do that whether or not I have an existing mortgage on the property or not. I can do that now after I've owned the property. Yeah, I mean, it's the sort of thing time. where you'd inquire. I'm not an agent for any right. title insurance company. We facilitate the ordering process at convenience. Right. <clears throat> but there are individual providers, you know, three or four competitors in the marketplace, you know, that you could research that yeah. with. Yeah. Yeah. Worth looking into. The only other thing you can do really is just to try to make yourself less of a target. Right. Right. So if you, for example, have a clear title, mm -hmm. um, a lot of lenders would be happy to put a mortgage on your title to secure perhaps a um, you know, line of credit. You know, a lot of providers have um, home equity line of credit, secured line of credit. Uh, every bank's got a, a product that they could offer you. Um, it still is a mortgage though, and mm -hmm. a, a lot of people misunderstand this. Mm -hmm. It's not just a line of credit. For mm -hmm. some reason, the, the banks don't use the M word, but it is a mortgage on your title, and that's the benefit in this case, is to have you know, a, a disincentive to a fraudster. Right. You can keep a zero balance on it. Mm -hmm. you, know, you don't have to owe money. But it's a charge on title. But it's a charge on the title. Right. It gives you a rainy day fund to access if you need it. Of course. But it's not for everyone. <coughs> so this is what I mean. When you have a clear title, you could choose to do that, or mm -hmm. you could choose to get the duplicate out. Right. So with a clear title, you have more options, mm -hmm. but you're also more vulnerable until you make a choice. Yes, absolutely. And a lot of the fraudsters start with, of course, they must, identity theft. Mm -hmm. And this comes back to, uh, I'm, I'm super paranoid about identity theft. I have a shredder at home, and anything that comes in the mail with my name on it gets shredded. Um, I also joined a service provider called Equifax, mm. and they monitor my name, my bank accounts, or my credit cards, etc. And if there's anything out of the ordinary or any kind of application comes up with my name on it, I get a notification. That's great. Yeah. And I, right, I pay annually for that, and, and my wife, my daughter, they're all on that system. That's, that's another thing that you might consider. There's other companies that do that. Uh, looking into identity theft. Um, uh, companies who, who will protect your identity or at least notify you when anything comes up. So mm -hmm. there's lots of things we can do. And as a, as a realtor, when we're doing a transaction, it's really important as your realtor uh, for us to make sure um, you are you. Uh, or if we have a buyer who is selling your property without you knowing, um, we need to check 
identification properly. And identification is checked at so many stages in British Columbia. Yeah. Whether it's absolutely you would, um, mortgage professionals, right. banks, mm-hmm. um, notaries, lawyers. Yeah. We're all checking that ID. Yeah. And yes, there's some pretty sophisticated it's identification, um, you know, forgeries out there. Right. But you know, you can only do what you can do within the system that we're given. But at least we've got a lot of vigilance mm-hmm. uh, in our system. Right. And you know what's interesting on if it's a, if it's a forged identification, some of them are you would not know. I wouldn't know. Um, and and it's very difficult to determine if the identification you're looking at is authentic. Um, it must be photo ID. We don't obviously use credit cards or memberships no, no. to Costco government or anything issued, like that. Yeah. Government issued identification. Um, and something else that we do here at Possible Show Realty Group as well is when we're doing a transaction for a purchaser, um, I think it's really important to do an extra step. Um, look them up in the socials. Make sure that the photo of or the person you met with Brilliant. is actually the same person that you're seeing um, in, uh, in the social. Yeah. Um, because you'll be surprised. I believe there was one case uh, that I read about where it didn't match and it was brought to the attention of a mortgage lender and the, and the lender actually caught them. So it was very interesting to go that little bit extra step um, as I know uh, you do and we do to ensure that the person you're dealing with is actually the person they're saying they are. And it happens so rarely. So it is still very rare. It's, but it's very rare. But in many cases, to the credit of someone like yourself. Well, thank you. And FinTrack, of course, uh, we're filling out FinTrack, all those forms. Exactly. And getting the IDs. There's, and a, there's a lot of vigilance yeah, there's a in lot our of, system. So, And that's why these fraudsters, I like that term, fraudsters, <laughs> um, are not your average criminal. They're typically quite sophisticated. They're usually working in a, in a group because there are so many hoops to go through to actually carry this, this out. But yeah. They're bad people. And you know what? Some of those bad people make it their mission to to get through, you know, to run that gauntlet and and to just right. You know. But they're not weighing, you know, karma into this, no. right? Because that's right. Right. The universal rule that everything comes back to you one way or the other, uh, I think, is the ultimate risk that they're taking. If you don't mind me saying, if they're not caught to the very end, something will happen. Yeah, absolutely. So. Yeah. Karma aside, though, we've got the best system that we can have, I think, in, in BC. Excellent. And, yeah. Uh, yeah. And, and you're absolutely right. Working with skilled and experienced professionals Key. Is, is another way, you know, to keep fraud, you know, from your door. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Great discussion. Very interesting topic. I hope that sheds some light on it for everyone. Thanks, Carolyn. Well, Thank you, Marty. Yeah, I really appreciate you coming by, and I hope you guys enjoyed that. Any questions, I've got Carolyn's contact information behind me. Um, Feel free to email me. We're more than happy to uh, answer any questions on our topic today. Um, And again, thanks for joining us. Thank you.